Welcome to Marvel Maniac, an MCU after show. This is Eric Cicada, your host, a.k.a. Mr. Honest. We are here today for the season premiere of Loki. Season 1, Episode 1, Glorious Purpose. Wow, what an episode, what a season premiere. If this is your first time joining us on the show, it is a pleasure to have you here with us. If it is your second time, <laughs> or if this is your, um, you know, obviously, you're joining us, uh, thank you for being back. Um, yeah, I loved this show. Um, it paid homage to the character. Uh, it paid homage to us as fans, and it gave uh, it gave me pretty much everything I was hoping for and a little bit more. Um, I want to get into every detail today. We did an Avengers rewatch before this, and I thought it was really beneficial. So I just want to note um, we do have those episodes sitting out: um, Iron Man through Avengers. All of Phase 1 we did discuss, except for The Incredible Hulk. Now, note for spoilers, on this podcast, we do do spoilers all the way through The Hawkeye and The Winter Soldier. Now, that's not to say we're going to go through and spoil every single thing through Avengers Endgame here, but we want to leave uh, the table open for discussion, so... If you're hoping to not have too much spoiled from the MCU, uh, I would step off and not listen to this podcast. Uh, although, I figure you're probably here because you're a Marvel maniac like myself. And uh, Okay, enough of the jibber-jabber. Let's get into Loki. I am otherworldly excited for this, going into this episode. The episode starts, New York City, 2012. The cold open is the exact same scene that we get in Avengers Endgame, but with this, uh, it's its own score, and cutting, the tone is a little bit different. You know, we're waiting on the show for a while, so when Loki, <laughs> uh, when we see Loki here, it's, it's a bit more tense. Now, it's something that I immediately wonder, just off the bat, do they have... Do they have to pay these actors for being in this show anything? Or is this just a featurette? Well, how does that work, I wonder? It's the exact same clips from the movie. They use so much from other movies. Very interesting to wonder. Uh, I, I have no idea. Um, I, I, I mean, these are immediate questions uh, at the top of my head. So... Um, Loki gets the test rack. It's all stuff we've seen in Endgame, but it is very immersive to see Iron Man, Ant-Man, all of the gang, uh, all the Avengers start this storyline and put it in action. They're the ones who started this chain of events. Uh, so he gets the test rack. He disappears, fade to black. Where's Loki? We hear Thor yelling, where's Loki? And I love that. And it's just more dramatic this time. And that has a lot more weight to it than it did in Endgame. It was a lot more, you know, a little more comedic. Because <laughs> in the theater, it was just a lot of lighthearted moments we needed, you know, uh, in that back-in-time sequence. Loki getting away was scary. I mean, I almost felt like in that minute I was like spin-off. I don't know if it was the scene before that or right after that. 
Doctor Strange's mentor for the love of me. I can't think of her name right now. I'm the Marvel maniac I supposedly am. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm just thinking so much Loki right now. She is explaining the time and how it can't be changed. Um, but it was it was right before this. So you're thinking, okay, well, this is gonna. There's gonna be a toll paid here for Loki's uh, leaving. <laughs> there's this isn't good. And so we go to the Gobi Desert in Mongolia. We see the Tesseract shoot out of the sky. Loki wakes up in the sand and sits straight up. A group of Mongols approach, and Loki gets up on a rock and makes a speech to them. Not unlike Loki to make speeches, uh, like like Mobius says in the episode, "Talk." Talky talk. <laughs> Lots of great Owen Wilson moments. We'll talk about that plenty. I am Loki of Asgard, and I am burdened with... Title up. Title of the episode alert. Glorious purpose. I am burdened with glorious purpose. The women ask him in Mongolian, Who are you, and why have you come to our home? Uh, but before he can answer, which I don't know if he knows all tongues, similar to Thor. or uh, I don't know if Thor has all tongue. Um, a, transparent, a transparent rectangle of... All of a sudden appears. We're off to a pretty quick head start here. It's like two or three minutes in. And a tactile team steps through. We we soon learn to know them as the Minutemen. Um, One kneels by the Tesseract, which is laying in the sand near them. Loki tells the Mongols, never mind, and tells the tactile team not to touch the Tesseract. Another very strong-looking woman, who I never get a name for in this episode, so I will refer to her as Built Bodyguard Woman or Bodyguard, walks through a transparent portal and says, appears to be standard sequence violation. Branch is growing at a stable rate and slope. Variant identified. On behalf of the Time Variant Authority, I hereby arrest you for crimes against the sacred timeline. Hands up. You're coming with us. This is the sign of... We're in, we're in for some complex storytelling. Loki asks them, uh, like, she says, you're coming with us. So he says, who, uh, who's us? And she tells them, this is, uh, she tells him, this is your last chance variant. And she holds her weapon at him. It's been a very long day, and I've had my fill of idiots in iron suits telling me what to do. So if you don't mind, this is actually your last chance. Now get out of my way. She smacks him in the face, and his face begins to ripple in extreme slow motion. Like, it never stops. I mean, it goes... I mean, it it only happens for a few seconds, but um, she says you're now moving moving in one-sixteenth speed. But feeling pain in real time, that must hurt really bad. She continues, uh, he continues falling in slow motion, and then he falls to the ground. And then he gets hauled to his feet. She says, reset the timeline. Loki looks back as one of the team members grabs the Tesseract, while the other pulls a miniature hourglass slash grenade on the ground as they leave and activates it, uh, turning from amber to purple. They enter the portal. They emerge into a room with a circular desk in the center. Very futuristic slash not futuristic. It's like retro futuristic, this place. It's got like a lot of tiles on the walls. So it's like, it's got this very unique vibe. Uh, 
Loki tries to make a run for it immediately, but his guard uses this device, and it just, like, loops Loki. Like, he runs, and it loops him right back next to her. Every time he tries to run, he ends up just right back next to her. It's very cool slash scary. Loki's guard tells the man at the desk to log the Tesseract as evidence. Uh, the man asks her to at least tell him what it is. Uh, it's the Tesseract. Please be very careful with it, Loki tells him. And the guy says it sounds dumb <laughs> as he leaves. <laughs> this guy's funny. Uh, he comes back later in the episode, too. She brings Loki to an elevator. You cross me, there will be deadly consequences, Loki tells her. She tells him we'll see, and she pushes him in. Now, this is where we get a little fun little clerical work for Loki. Uh, a yellow robot with four mechanical arms. He's got a little robot smile on his face. Kind of cute. Uh, he reaches for Loki, and Loki tells him, absolutely not. Uh, this is pure Asgardian leather. The robot laser, uh, <laughs> he lasers his body and zigzags him of his clothes, and then he falls through the floor. Anyway, now wearing a jumpsuit, which he keeps for the rest of the episode, he lands before a clerk at a desk. He's got a kitty. Um, <laughs> FYI, just to let you know, this guy's living comfortable in this little desk room with the cat. With a giant stack of papers in front of them, uh, there's you know there's also a cat in the room. Just another. I'm just going to remind you again. I don't know why he has a cat in the room. Does he bring it home with him? Does he bring it there with him? Do they live in the, does he live in the room? What's going on with this guy and the cat in the room? What's the deal with the cat in that room? Um, is it a purgatory? What is going on there? Please sign to verify this. <laughs> Please sign to verify this is everything you ever said. He falls, uh, so he, he signs it, and then he falls through to the next floor in front of a metal detector and a little person uh, with a clipboard. He says, please confirm to your knowledge that you are not fully a uh, fully robotic being, were born an organic creature, and do in fact possess what many cultures would call soul. Uh, and then <laughs> Loki says, do a lot of people not know if they're robots? Loki walks, <laughs> Loki walks through the machine, and he asks, what if he were a robot, and he didn't know it? Something I'd probably ask. Uh, the man said that it would melt him from the inside out, and Loki just had to just trust his gut that he's not a robot. And the machine prints out an image of his temporal aura. This is just out of this world, futuristic, like opening another door into ten dimensions further. If the MCU wants to make stuff for a trillion more years, they're, they'd answer all these questions way later. They can. Uh, and Owen Wilson has worked forever in it, unless they kill him off in this series. Uh, he, <laughs> Wish they could, it's cru cruelly. Uh, he gets off the elevator in the next room, and a guard tells him to take a ticket. And Loki is like, well, I don't want to take a ticket. There's two people here. Uh, there are aisles and aisles of vacant roped-off lines. This is a mistake. I shouldn't even be here, Loki's exclaiming. You're probably saying, this is all a mistake. I shouldn't even be here. Now, we have a very important segment here. Um, this is Mr. Honest uh, Eric letting you know, I have written down every word of this Time Variant Authority, Miss Minutes, every beat. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break it down here. Okay, so this, is what she, this is what she says. She says, Welcome to the Time Variance Authority. I'm Miss Minutes, and it's my job to catch you up before you stand trial for your crimes. So let's not waste another minute. Settle in, sharpen your pencils, and check this out. Okay, now, this is like... Okay, let's, 
let's get past the ad stuff and just get to the facts and the meat and potatoes of like what what the facts of this is. This is a big chunk of lore. Long ago, there was a multi, a vast multiversal war. Countless unique timelines battled each other for supremacy, nearly resulting in the total destruction of everything. But then the all-knowing timekeepers emerged, bringing peace by reorganizing the multiverse into a single timeline, the sacred timeline. So, a la the MCU completed whenever that is finished. Eh, done. Now, the timekeepers protect and preserve the proper flow of time for everyone and everything. But sometimes people like you veer off the path the timekeepers created. We call those variants. Maybe you started an uprising or were just late for work. Whatever it was, stepping off your path created a nexus event. We remember this from Scarlet Witch and Vision. Um, WandaVision. Dang. I, I'm so calling her Scarlet Witch now. Which, left unchecked, could branch off into madness, leading into another multiversal war. But don't worry. To make sure that doesn't happen, the Timekeepers created the TVA and all its incredible workers. The TVA has stepped in to fix your mistake and set time back on its predetermined path. So according to this series, according to this new canon, to this show, this is how it's been all along. The TVA has been here the entire time keeping this timeline in check um and if it's been like this it's been like this uh like no one bad an eye the avengers i mean they shouldn't exist technically um it's kind of a crazy concept it's such a deep uh, it's such a mindfuckery concept it hurts my head uh it's supposed to it's really fun it's deep <laughs> um yeah, so Loki grins and he says, Timekeepers, sacred timeline, you actually believe this buncom? <laughs> um, I don't know what that is. The variant in front of him is arguing uh, with the guard about this ticket and he calls the guard a bucket head. <laughs> the bucket head pulls out a device and turns him into sparks in instance. Uh, this convinces Loki maybe he should take this a little more seriously. He takes out his ticket and he holds it up. He believes this is when we get our title screen about 10 minutes into the episode. Loki, um, constantly shifting styles. 1959, France. Uh, the hunter and his Minutemen responded to a routine Nexus event, and it appears that when they arrived, somebody got the jump on them. Uh, we hear from a guard. It's him. Uh, Owen Wilson is investigating multiple dead bodies. I, I, this just, it's just the first time I wrote it. And I won't write it again. I won't say Owen Wilson again. I know it's Mobius now, but I didn't at the time. Sixth attack this week that they know of. Stab wounds look consistent with the others. Positioning of the bodies indicating they didn't know what the hell hit them. Reset charge is gone. A kid appears in uh, the back. Owen Wilson walks towards him. I did it again. It's Mobius. Walks towards him and uh, in an animated... 
uh, image shows up on his tablet. He kind of he shows it to the kid, and uh, you know he gets a kick out of it. Um, he said, "Who did this?" And he points to a stained glass picture of the devil, teasing the audience very clearly that this is a Mephisto, right? When at the end of the episode, we learn that it's another variant of Loki causing this problem. Um, so it's like Loki horns. It's it's the it's Loki. Teasing Mephisto, it is Loki. Um, I don't know, guys. Uh, I don't know about Mephisto. Uh, and I'm not, like, going to jump... <laughs> Everyone likes this bandwagon Mephisto thing, and this is what the internet will be blowing up about all week. If it isn't, it is. I think that's what they want us to think, and it very well could be. Um, but the fact that they confirmed it was Loki at the end, I think it was just a mislead. Don't worry, um, that devil's afraid of us, we're going to take care of him, he tells the kid. The kid has blue teeth, and apparently the devil gave it to him. Um, he uh, gives it to the guy to run the test, and he gets uh, handed Loki's profile. In the courtroom, Loki gets escorted towards a judge. There's a lot of art on the walls. I'm assuming the art we see is of the timekeepers. Loki gets called to the stand, and he is asked how he pleads. She sa- um, he says, Madam, a god doesn't plead. This has been a very enjoyable pantomime, but I'd like to go home now. Sure he would. What, wouldn't he love to go home? Are you guilty or not guilty, sir? Guilty of finding all this incredibly tedious? Yes. Guilty of a crime against the sacred timeline? Absolutely not. You have the wrong person. So she asks who they should have. So obviously, Loki has the perfect answer. Uh, He suspects the Avengers. You see, I only came into possession of the Tesseract because they traveled through time. No doubt in a last-ditch effort to uh, stave off my ascent to God King. Yeah, I love that. I love his version of the story. (laughs) It's so perfect. Um, that's quite an accusation. Oh, believe me, and uh, you can smell the cologne of, on two Tony Starks. Like this is like a Passover line when um, Mobius is walking in the courtroom. He says it's they you should be after. Perhaps you could provide me with the task force and resources, and I can return and eliminate them for you. We're not here to talk about the Avengers, um, <laughs> which is funny. He's like, I just covered it last week. Uh, she's like t- telling uh, t- telling my podcast. She's like, hey. We're talking about Loki now, guys. Like, yikes. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> what did they? Uh, what they did was supposed to happen. Uh, you escaping was not. Loki asks, according to who? And the judge tells him, the timekeepers. He says he should speak to them, gods, gods to gods then, you know? Talk gods to God. She tells him that they are busy dictating the proper flow of time. And he said, well, what do you do? And she says, dictate the proper flow of time according to their dictations. How do you plead? Guilty of this. He stretches his arms out and attempts to use his powers. His main buff uh, guard tells him, uh, tells the judge this, but she's laughing. Uh, Loki is uh, baffled as to why it won't work. Magic powers are no good in the TVA, uh, Mr. Lofuson. I can't say his last name. The court finds you guilty, and I sentence you to be reset. 
Uh, as he's being hauled away, he says something, you ridiculous bureaucrats will not dictate how my story ends. You have no idea what I'm capable of. And it just makes you realize like he has the exact same feelings of the other Loki. Um, there's no difference. He's, he's just, just as bad of a person. And I love how they do dig into that, the exact same actions that he has to pay for, uh, for what he did in Avengers. That is not ignored, and I love that. Uh, it's not your story, never was, she says. Uh, Mobius says, I think I might have an idea for what he's capable of. The judge tells him, if you're thinking of what I think you're thinking, it's a bad idea. He tells her that he's just chasing a hunch. Anything goes sideways, it's on you, she says. And then he says the most Owen Wilson thing possible. He says, I feel like I'm always looking up at you. I like it. It's appropriate. I love that. I just love Owen Wilson, and I'm so happy he's in this show. Let him be here. Don't you dare take him away from me. Like, I, I keep him in the MCU. The man turns around to look at Loki and smiles. They walk down a hallway with windows. Uh, great chemistry, these two, Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson. Loki tells him he will burn this place to the ground. Mobius tells him to start with his desk. Outside uh, the windows, the MCU expands a uh, further step into its vastness this episode and lore uh, visually literally loki's gaze fixes outside the window uh he says something uh well, no, he says i thought there was no magic here uh there isn't it's just a huge vast city um something like we hadn't seen before very similar maybe not very similar like similar to like the place in thor ragnarok but even bigger you could tell it's just infinite spaceships like just futuristic um three statues of the timekeepers hold up a statue in the center of the multi-level city the man introduces himself as agent mobius loki asks if he's taking him somewhere to kill him and he said no that's where you just were i'm taking you someplace to talk but i don't talk uh but you like to lie which is what you just did because we both know you love to talk talky talky talk <laughs> like that is that is funny Loki asks Mobius how long he's been here, and he tells him, I don't know. It's hard to say. Time passes differently here in the TBA. <laughs> and I called it TBA, but it's TVA. There. Um, Loki asks Mobius if he's part of the TVA's courageous, dedicated workforce. Uh, he laughs, and Mobius asks if he thinks it's funny. He says, the idea of your little club's dedicated uh, fate to trillions of people across all of existence at its behest of three space lizards. Yes, it's funny. It's absurd. They enter a room. There's a single table at the center of it. Loki says it does feel like a killing sort of room. <laughs> um, not really big on trust, are you? Mobius says. Uh, trust is for children and dogs. There's only one person you can trust, said Loki. Uh, I do end up reading some of these like a book when there's two characters because like it, it, you got to keep like the dialogue interesting. There's <laughs> um, uh, trust yourself. I like it. Uh, slap it on like a t-shirt. Uh, own uh, oh man, oh, I gotta stop saying Owen Wilson because at one point I'm gonna forget the character's name. I'm gonna keep calling him Owen Wilson. It's not gonna be healthy for us. Mobius activates some sort of a TV, very futuristic version of a TV. It's basically a TV. If the TVA truly oversees all of time how have i never truly heard of you until now loki tells him because you never needed to you've always lived within your set path 
Loki tells him that he lives within whatever path he chooses, and I believe him. Like I'm like, he is Loki can step out of this, maybe. Mobius tells Loki to have a seat, and with his back turned to him, Loki rushes him, and Mobius uses the same device that was used against Loki earlier and resets Loki back to place. Let's get into this. <laughs> like he doesn't even act like anything happened. Uh, Moby sits down, and a round orange computer-like machine uh, sits on the table before him. Loki asks what he wants from him. Mobius says, "Let's just start with a little cooperation." Loki says, "That's not his forte." Even when you're wooing someone powerful, you intend to betray. I love that line. Um, makes you think of multiple instances it's all like he Mobius is very familiar with uh, Loki and as we know in the from the episode now in retrospect from the end twist line um, person we're hunting you right Loki tells Mobius that he doesn't know anything about him and Mobius says that he would like to learn I specialize in the pursuit of dangerous variants. Loki says, like myself? No, in particular dangerous variants. You're just a little pussycat, he tells him. I got a set of full questions for you. You answer them honestly, and then maybe I can give you something you want. So the first question is, should you return? What are you going to do? And Loki responds, finish what I started, which is claim my throne. Uh, Mobius says, you want to be king? And Loki responds, I don't want to be. I was born to be. And Mobius replies, I know, but king of what exactly? Loki replies, Midgard. And then, okay, Earth, now you're the king of Midgard. Then what? Happily ever after? And Loki replies, Asgard. Then the nine realms. And then space. And then Loki says, mock me if you dare. I guess I'm wondering why does someone with so much range just want to rule, Mobius says. Uh, I would have made it easy for them, says Loki. There's just so much here. Um, it's it, What they're doing, um, in my opinion, is they're catching up char- uh, Loki's character development from all the movies in one episode. And they're doing a really good job at it, in my opinion. The first and most oppressive lie ever uttered was the song of freedom, Loki says. And uh, Moby says, how's that, how'd that, how's that one go? For nearly every living thing, choice breeds shame and uncertainty and regret. There's a fork in every road, yet the wrong path always taken. You said nearly every living thing, so I'm guessing you don't fall in that category, Mobius says. The timekeepers have built quite the circus, and I see the clowns are playing their parts to perfection, uh, Loki tells Mobius. Big metaphor guy, I love it. Makes you sound super smart. <laughs> I am smart, I know, okay. What is this dialogue? Mobius hits a button on the machine, and two tiny reels spin. Blocks of light project towards the textured wall, forming a hologram on the cityscape of New York. Listen to Disney Plus with audio description if you want your show to be read to you like a book. And I take a lot of bits and pieces for my narration on here and do sprinkle a lot of that in my narration. Um, A lot of credit to the Disney Plus audio uh, section for that. Um, Loki asks, what is this? Uh, sampling of your greatest hits, if I may, Mobius Mobius tells him. The Avengers are standing over him in the penthouse. If it's all the same to you, I'll have that drink now, Loki says. Uh, in real time, Loki looks embarrassed, to say the least. 
Mobius, Mobius offers him a sip of his drink. You know, it's funny, for someone born to rule, you sure do lose a lot. You might even say it's in your nature. You know, things didn't work out so well for the last person who said that to me, Loki replies to him. Oh yeah, Phil Coulson. Didn't the Avengers come together literally to avenge him by defeating you? I love that so much. Little solace to a dead man, Loki replies. Oh, that is a line. Wow. Uh, Do you enjoy hurting people, Mobius asks. Uh, showing the Shatari rampaging New York City blocks, making them feel small, making them feel little. I know what I am, Loki replies. A murderer, Mobius says. A liberator, Loki replies. Of eyeballs, maybe. Shows Loki taking a scan of that guy in Germany, the eyeball. He is answering for all of his sins and Avengers. This is exactly what I asked for in the last episode. I'm like, how are they going to answer for this? How are they going to redeem him? Well, Put his sins on trial in front of him, at least. Make him look at him. Make us look at him. We're watching a show with this guy. How is he going to be an anti-hero if he doesn't face him? Well, put him up against the most evil version of himself. Make the most sensitive version of himself cry. See his flaws. Ah, see his brother I'm gonna cry um, at, the, at the part with Thor, dude. Oh my god! Uh, yeah. So let's 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 uh, let's go. Um, let's hold it together. Let's hold it together. <laughs> this this movie this show is very good. Really impressed with the show. Um, yeah. Mobius points out. Look at that. You're enjoying that. Did you enjoy hurting them? Yeah. It's like Loki does have the cynical look on his face after he took that eyeball out of that guy. Um, I don't have to play this game. I'm a god, Loki tells him. Of what again? Mischief, right? I don't see anything very mischievous about this. He pauses on a woman's terrified face, totally from the battle in New York. I remember this lady. She's like the lady complimenting Cap and saying, I just want to thank him. Uh, I think you want to do more than thank him. Uh, we get a scene uh, of a young, sharp... <laughs> I'm so sorry, ma'am. We get a scene of a young, sharp Loki on an airplane telling a flight attendant he has a bomb. Uh, he gets very, he gets in a parachute and tells her he'll see her again someday. Brother Heimdall, I hope you're ready. I can't believe you were D.B. Cooper. Come on. Mobius uh, reveals that uh, Loki was D.B. Cooper. For all y'all out of the know, D.B. Cooper was an unidentified man who hijacked a Boeing 727 aircraft in the United States airspace between Portland and Seattle on the afternoon of November 24th, 1971. After a stop at Seattle-Tacoma Airport to collect $200,000 in ransom, equivalent to $1,318,785 today, and four parachutes, he leapt to an uncertain fate over a southwestern Washington, despite an extensive manhunt and 45-year-long FBI investigation, their perpetrator's identity and fate remain unknown. The crime remains the only unsolved air piracy in commercial aviation history. <laughs> so, if anyone was wondering about that scene. Um, that's what Loki did. <laughs> that makes it a little more funnier in context. <laughs> yeah. 
And my source was Wikipedia, so um, take that with whatever grain of salt you'd like. I was young, and I lost a bet to Thor. Uh, we were, <laughs> where was the TVA when I was meddling with these affairs of men? Loki asked Mobius. Uh, we were right there with you. I was just surfing the sacred timeline. What is it that you really think you're running from? Loki tries to leave again, and Mobius pulls him back. He asks what it is exactly that Mobius wants. I want you to be honest about why you do what you do. All I seek is a deeper understanding of the fearsome god of mischief. What makes Loki tick? He says, I know what this place is. It's an illusion. It's a cruel, elaborate trick conjured by the weak to inspire fear. A desperate attempt at control. Now you all parade about as if you're the divine arbiters of power in the universe. And he says, we are. He's very convincing in that. You're not. My choices are my own. On the TV, um, Loki, when he's outside, um, in like screaming at the people before Cap and Iron Man take him down and can like take him hostage. Um, he's making a speech. He says, "The lure of freedom diminishes your lives. Joy in a mad scramble for power." Um, shows on the TV, and he's like, "I was. I am on the verge of acquiring everything I am owed." And when I do, it'll be because I did. You're pathetic. and Irrelevance. A detour. A footnote in my descent. He says, if you hadn't picked up the Tesseract, you would have been taken to a cell on Asgard. Now, this is where things get harsh on Loki. Okay? Um, Loki watches his conversation with his mother that takes place in the movie Thor Dark World. Thor Dark World, underrated, slowly becoming, becoming a very, very important movie later on in the MCU. Um, not a bad movie. I'm going to go watch it again soon. We'll talk about it on here at some point. He exclaims how this hasn't even happened. Uh, this hasn't even happened yet. And Mobius explains that the TVA knows your whole life. That's how it's all meant to be. Am I not your mother? She asks. You're not. He tells her. The Dark Elves attack the palace and you think you send them to Thor, but you send them... Loki is so disturbed. So, I mean, Tom Hiddleston's acting. Uh, there's a reason they, they, that he was brought in so early and they auditioned him for Thor himself. This man's got chops. Um, you feel for him. Uh, like, how, how many times do you have to watch this man learn of his mother's death? Uh, it's hard uh, to watch. Very, very tough. Um, so he says, I don't believe you. You're lying. It's not true. And Mobius says, it is true. That's the proper flow of time. And it happens again and again because it's supposed to, because it has to. The TVA makes sure of it. Makes sure of it. <laughs> Loki keeps asking where she is. Now, why don't you tell me, do you enjoy hurting people? And Loki keeps saying, it. I don't believe you. Do you enjoy killing? Uh, I'll kill you. Loki says, I'll kill you. Uh, like you did your mother. Loki is just enraged. Uh, he flings the chair at the TV, the hologram uh, that has his mom on it. He says, you weren't born to be a king, Loki. You were born to cause pain and suffering and death. That's how it is. That's how it will be. All so that others can achieve their best versions of themselves. And then, to rub it in um, from another perspective... We get the iconic shot of the Avengers assembling in New York. Ooh, sheesh. Like, I mean, in the 
context of Loki learning his mom just died and him in pain on the floor like this, uh, it's a mistake he made. Uh, and, ah, it's just falling in the, it's a dark, looking at them again from that perspective, it's like, I don't need to see them. Uh, but like, it's so cool too, but like, it's his mistake. The Avengers are like his mistake <laughs> in this in this situation. It's like him seeing them there. It's just a huge failure for him uh, in that moment. So seeing them there is such a mockery to him in a way. But he has to see them to be humbled. In a, I don't like in a way like it. Them being there, it's like pushing him through this process faster. He. Them being there is making him grow quicker. Um, I don't know. There's there's so much symbolism in this uh, scene in this show. Uh, it I I really I'm blown away by this episode. It, let alone this show. I can't imagine where it's gonna go. Um, so <sighs> Mobius you know offers his hand to Loki who's on the floor and Loki accepts and at which point the guard from the beginning um the buff guard she comes in and tells her uh and tells him that she has a situation and uh he tells Loki to wait there uh she tells Mobius that that uh taking talking to that variant aka Loki is a mistake and that um like he said, well, that's his. That's my position. I, I don't think it's a mistake. And he, and then she tells him, well, we just lost another unit. Mobius enters the room that Loki was in to find it empty, with the Avengers on the screen still. Um, he calls him a mischievous scamp. Uh, Loki has the time thing that was being used against him, and is moving down the hallways with it, avoiding people, dodging in and out. Um, he spots the man, in from the front desk from earlier that was the Tesseract was given to. Mobius, the main guard, and a group of Minutemen walk through the hallway searching. Loki walks into a room and approaches the man from the front desk. He demands that he gives him the Tesseract or he'll gut him like a fish. <laughs> the guy is named Casey. He is actually really funny, the character. Uh, he gives Loki the Tesseract and Loki can't help but notice a few more things inside like a bunch of other infinity stones <clears throat> like a whole bunch some people use them as paperweights around here uh, Casey tells him Loki picks up the time stone um, miraculously like places it down his gaze lifts up um, facing the monitor overlooking the sacred timeline he says is this the greatest power in the universe and the soundtrack the soundtrack is Unique, never heard anything like it, and it is futuristic and it is un unearthly amazing. I love it. The guards charge in uh, on Loki, um, and he uses the time twister to disappear just in time. He goes back to the room and throws the time twister on the table, as if like he's changing his mind. He's giving into this power. It's too great. He looks thoroughly at the Avengers and then rewinds to his mom. He lets it play, and tears come to his eyes. He fast-forwards it again, and then it's Odin um, in Thor Ragnarok, and he's saying, I love you, my sons. Remember this place, home. 
and he watches Odin dissolve, uh, leaving them on the cliffside. <laughs> uh, now that is uh, now that is something like Loki's seeing it all at once. Uh, his his full store first full circle story. Um, in light of everything that just happened in Avengers, he just sees that the forgiveness. Out, uh, and then next he sees Loki I thought the world of you from his brother I thought we were going to fight side by side forever and we see a reaction from that and then we get to see right after that they are fighting side by side that's all we see and they look great doing it maybe you're not so bad after all brother they're embracing each other Loki smiling ear to ear oh my gosh Like I'm telling you the chills on my arm. I mean, the way that looked, the way that was cut, um, and the way that Loki got to see that, um, the way I think he was affected by that, turned him into a human, uh, like a well-rounded character. I think it brought him to a level ground. I think it made him maybe more of that person that was the character we left in Endgame because it was a re- the same realizations were had so we almost have like caught him up um, to that to that character um, so we can we can almost develop him a little bit more now uh, I really 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 appreciate what they did with that uh, it, it was beautiful actually and it was honestly yeah uh, very teary eyed it was uh, very, very good. Um, uh, so, just as the you know good th- good feels are happening, then we see Loki going at Thanos with the dagger. Um, just when you say Thanos can't come back, kids, uh, he he's as relevant as he'll ever be. Um, you tell me Thanos isn't at play when there's a hundred million different timelines. Uh, he's still out there. He's still out there. Uh, <laughs> the Mad Titans <laughs> exist. Um, you will never be a god. This infuriates Loki as he watches Thanos say, um, you know, you hear Thanos say his lines in the background, and just to hear Thanos' voice and just have him in the room and to watch him play at a different angle even if it's just like a mirrored scene beautiful um i love it i love it did they have to pay josh brolin um i love it he looks back up and the ship explodes no survivors and that was it for loki there was no more footage the guard walks in and he starts laughing Uh, she asks him what's so funny and he says glorious purpose. Loki throws a punch, but the woman blocks it and strikes him in the chest. She twists his arm back and slams him against the table where he grabs the time twister. He pulls his collar over her and starts looping her through time, disappearing and reappearing faster and slower. Mobius enters the room where Loki is sitting on the floor. Um, I can't go back, can I? Back to my timeline, he asked. Uh, I don't enjoy hurting people. I don't enjoy it. I do it because I have to. Because I've had to. Because it's part of the illusion. And this is a reference to what he said earlier in the episode. It's the cruel elaborate trick conjured by the weak to inspire fear. 
Ah, a desperate play for control. You do know yourself, Mobius tells him. A villain. That's not how I see it, Mobius says. He holds up the Tesseract, and Mobius asks if Loki tried to use it, and Loki said uh, several times. Even an Infinity Stone is useless here. The TVA is very formidable. That's been my experience. I can't offer you salvation, but I can offer you something better. A fugitive variant's been killing our Minutemen. And you need the God of Mischief to help you stop him. Loki says, that's right. Why me? Well, the variant we've been hunting is you. A la Loki. We got the plot. Now we get the final cliffhanger. Selena, Oklahoma, 1858. Sounds like a Loki that has a time stone. Um... I have a little little prediction on how the, this variant Loki's going to run um, uh, that I'll say in a minute. A, a rectangular portal appears in four minute men step through it. One of them takes a reading of an object that resembles a sword and a shovel handle. One soldier smells the ground. Oil, I think some jackass found a time machine and came out here to get rich. Um, they didn't want to do anything about it. This, get rid of the paperwork so I guess in the future you can get away with shit like this um, if you really want to they see a hooded figure in the field it sets the whole field on fire uh, the main the, all the guards die uh, one guard almost gets away gets yanked back it was the guard that was uh, having it out with Owen Wilson in the beginning he gets yanked back before he could pick up the uh, reset charge for the time thing so time is getting ruined and messed up this is a multiverse of madness situation here um, the hooded figure stands among the inferno completely still. Um, complete madness. Complete madness. I wonder if the alternate Loki is going to have another episode that's almost like mirror to this, but does all the opposite things. Takes all the opposite actions. Sees the infinity stones. Takes them. Um, runs away. Um, builds its own, his own gauntlet or... Uh, uh, What's it called? Cipher? Fear? Why can't I think of the name of it? Scepter. Uh, an infinity scepter. You know? I could see him making like an infinity scepter, the evil Loki, and just going through space, ripping space and time and uh, wreaking havoc with it. Um, holy Lord Almighty. I'm going to need some time to process this uh, episode. Um, Loki, Loki is uh, clearly setting up to be one of the deepest, most complex ventures in television uh, Marvel is set, has set out to do. They are not holding back punches. They are setting out new ground. And I couldn't be more excited to be a part of the ride with you, my fellow Marvel maniacs. And I think that's where we're going to cut it today. We're not going to go crazy long on, the, on, on over-talking it. We're, we're going we're gonna to let it simmer. We're going we're gonna to wait till next week. And we're going to see where this goes. We're going to let this show stand in its glorious purpose. And <laughs> um, Loki is... <laughs> It's, it's it's amazing. Um, I hope you all have a wonderful week. If you would like to support the show, it would be amazing if you could rate it on the app you're using it and leave us a review. It goes a long way. We'd love to hear from you. We're Marvel Maniac Pod on Twitter. Email us, marvelmaniacpod at gmail.com. All donations are accepted right now, Mr. Honest Podcast at gmail.com. Go right back into the show. 
Between this week and next week's Loki episode, I will have an Avengers After After show um, with my friends Dustin and TJ, where we'll talk a little bit more about the Avengers. And until then, Avengers, disassemble.